Well, good day, everybody. Uh, this episode of the Golf Guide podcast is brought to you by golfguide.net. It's January. If you're like me, your bank account is hurting a little bit from the holidays, but don't let that stop you from playing some golf. Go to golfguide.net, visit the store, and find all kinds of golf courses across the West Coast offering greens fees from 30 to 70% off. You heard that right. Sometimes Some courses as much as 70% off. So if you want to save a little bit of cash, or in some cases, a lot of bit of cash, on your next round of golf, visit golfguide.net, go to the store, and save. All right, and without further ado, here's another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. On today's podcast, we got a good friend of mine by the name of Spencer Reamer. Uh, Spencer is the general manager at Cherry Island Golf Course in Alberta, California, uh, which is a suburb of Sacramento, I believe about 15 minutes north uh, of the city center. And Spence was uh, kind enough to sit down and uh, join me and talk a little golf, talk about his golf course, uh, life as a general manager, and just uh, give us some overall uh, a unique view on the golf industry and uh, life in Sacramento. So uh, I am pleased to introduce Spence. Uh, he is joining us from the phone. Uh, as I recorded this, I was in Washington, D.C. Spencer was back home in Sacramento, so the audio quality is not perfect, but the content is absolutely exquisite. So go ahead and enjoy, everybody. So, Spence, if somebody has not visited Sacramento um, we were just talking a little while ago about how Sacramento is like a sneaky, good golf destination. Um, mm-hmm. Cherry Island, the golf course that you are the manager at. Um, if somebody, if somebody said, "Why should I go play Cherry Island?" What's like the number one? You know, what, what do you think is the most defining quality of of the golf course? Okay, okay. Well, hands down, the greens. Yeah, that's, and, that, and that, that's kind of. I was kind of baiting you into that one because I kind of knew it because you guys do pride yourselves on having some of the finest screens in Sacramento. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. And is it, do you think they're nice just because like the, the grass is always in good shape? They're firm, a little mixture of both. Like, what, what, what do you think? Like, what's your evaluation of the greens up there? Uh, definitely a combination of both. You know, we uh, one thing they they did very very well when when building this golf course is, is building this golf course was um, you know they they built the greens correctly. It's it's something that a lot of golf courses don't do. They don't have enough sand layer underneath those greens. Mm-hmm. And it makes it difficult to maintain them over the years. Yeah. Um, fortunately, you know, that they did. They invested in these greens. Um, and I have a fantastic superintendent who is able to just maintain them to, you know, unbelievable condition considering we play 45,000 rounds a year. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, mean, hey, give, give, a, give a shout out to your super. Who, who, who is your superintendent? His name is Curtis Wolford. And, mm, powerful uh, Curtis Wolford. Yeah, see, you know, okay. we, we want to give Curtis his due credit. You know, we, if this guy's doing a fantastic job, we want to let people know that this guy's a savage and that he is taking care of the best screens in Sacramento. And hands down, no doubt about it. I mean, <laughs> what he does is, is amazing. You know, I, I can't thank him enough for what he does. And uh, he's he just, just pretty much handles these greens and this in this golf course with uh 
you know, treats it as if it was a country club and does it with, you know, less money and less staff and more rounds and uh, gives you spectacular conditions. That's awesome, man. No, because uh, I think it might have been the last podcast that we uh, that we recorded. We were basically discussing, like, what is the one thing at a golf course that has, you know, like, if, if you were a superintendent, I think this was a hypothetical question. If you were a superintendent, you know, what is the one thing you'd focus on more so than anything else? And it was unanimous to the greens because a bad green can really fuck around a golf and half, dude. Like, if you're playing a course that has shitty greens and the ball's bumping all over the place and you can't, you're hitting good putts and they're not going in because, you know, something's, you're fucking pissed, dude. Like, if there's nothing more discouraging and frustrating in a round of golf. It ruins the whole day because golf is the most mental game in the world. So you go up there, you realize you can't putt because the greens suck. Mm -hmm. And once once that's in your mind, you're done. Yeah, you're not yeah. even gonna hit, you're not even gonna hit good golf shots. Yeah, you're like, what, what, what's the point of even trying to line this putt up? Because if I hit a perfect golf, you know, if I hit a perfect putt, it's still not going to go in. Nope. Yeah. yeah. So, no, that's great. Now, since you since you got to Cherry Island, um, have, have you has any work gone in the greens in terms of like construction or putting sand down, other than you know the normal like aeration and stuff like that, or were you basically lucky enough to walk into a situation where the greens were already in great shape and you've kind of just done a good job of maintaining uh, like the level of quality? Yeah, uh, definitely. I walked into a great situation. Um, once again, Curtis, what he does is is so good. We we airify uh, usually two times a year, but we do have years where we only do it once. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, a fall spring airification, and then we verticut pretty regularly. Um, so we verticut our greens probably during the season, not so much in the winter, but during the season, maybe once a month. Um, very, it's not very invasive at all. You don't even know. Usually, actually. Uh, that first day we vertica, uh, we top dress, just a light, light sifted top dress. Mm-hmm. They're actually some of the best days to roll because the ball rolls tremendous on top dress. I like that. I'd see, very anytime uh, you can roll, roll in a tremendous fashion, I'm all, I'm all in. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was so. Uh, it's, it's about education because what you do when you do have uh, verticuts is, you know, you are going to see that that sand a little bit out there and. Um, so it's about educating our customers and, and making them understand that this isn't an airification. This isn't a bad thing. This is actually a great thing. Yeah. Just trust them, go in with an open mind, roll a few putts, and then come talk to us. That's awesome. After you do that, you'll realize the greens are fine. They're actually amazing. You just have to accept that, you know, okay, there is a little sand out there today. Two days from now, we brush it off. It's gone. Yeah. No, that's perfect. And do you, do you guys do the same thing with your uh, your putting green and practice green? So it, it's basically – closely resembles what you're going to what you're going to experience when you get out of the golf course absolutely we try to mimic it 100 percent. you know I, I do know you see a lot of courses where you go to the putting green you're like oh man it's really nice out here it's great then you get on the golf course and it's just not the same surface yeah and, man that's another one of those things it's like when it happens you're like what the f- what are you doing yeah. like the whole point of the screen is to get me ready to go out there and then yeah i, I won't even get started even though it's a golf podcast you know i did it just it, <laughs> It, it, oh, it, no, would just be, it would just be me, you know, me dropping a bunch of f bombs and just rambling about the same thing over and over again. <laughs> you know, I mean, you see it all the time, and that's just not our motto. We want you to be able to go putt on that putting green and, and get ready for what you're going to expect. And of course, all putting greens, you know, the one thing you do have is you're not going to have pitch marks like you do sometimes on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Simply, people aren't hitting shot into them. Um, but you know, our goal is to take care of those as much as possible. 
you know, being a uh, municipal facility and doing 45,000 rounds. I mean, we do the best we can. We've got, I've got kids on our high school and uh, junior high school teams who uh, I let kids go out and play free golf. And what they have to do is fix every divot uh, ball mark uh, on, on the greens, you know. Oh, that's and, awesome, man. Uh, I, I, good, see, I wish there was general managers like you when I was in high school. That, oh, that's yeah, that's awesome, man. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's good for the game and it's good for the course. It's a win-win for everybody. No, that's perfect. Now, off the top of your head, do you know what kind of uh, like what what kind of grass types you have on the greens? Are you guys like using like a hybrid, or do you guys just have like a pure like you know pure bent fescue greens? Or uh, off the top yeah, of your head, do you know? It's a hybrid uh, bent poa. Oh yeah, okay. I, I think part of me wants to say that's probably the most most common hybrid that you find in California. Although, did you, I, I found this out recently is that uh, uh, I, I got a buddy who actually is a superintendent, used to be the assistant superintendent, not the name drop here, but he used to be the su- assistant super at Pebble, and he recently transferred to be a lead super somewhere in San Jose. And he said that since Poppy Hills reopened their golf course after the redo, mm-hmm. now don't don't quote me here because I might be a little bit off, but it's like a hybrid of like four different grasses. Like it's a, it's a bent fescue poa something else hybrid mix, which is like, I was never very good at science, so that doesn't really make, but it's just, it, it's crazy what like supers can do in terms of like manipulating grass types to thrive in like any environment. And I'm assuming that your super um, has, I guess, you know, been doing the same thing. Cause have you guys had the same grass type on your greens as long as you, as long as you've been there? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's, and yeah, the hybrids, the advantage of them is just like you said, it's, it's they can thrive in any conditions and, and you see the best characteristics from each grass start to come up, you know, and um, that's the advantage of having those hybrid grasses on those greens, um, you know, and versus, you know, just like some of the, uh, you know, more tropical areas that are going to put just pure Bermuda out there, you know, but it all depends on the environment you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, Bermuda, for example, just thrives in heat. You know, you got to throw yeah. water on that thing in summer, 100 degrees, and it still grows and stays green. It grows, it stays green, it stays short. You like don't even have to. Yeah, it's it's incredible, man. The agronomy and like the turf management stuff that uh, that you know that's emerged over the last 50 years is just incredible. It, it's it's uh, it's a pretty nice time to be a golfer. I, I must admit, it's it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, and it, is, is, do you guys have the same grass type in the in the fairways and tees? Uh, no, we have a lot of Bermuda. Mm. Uh, the fairways and tees. It's just. Uh, it's been a continuous program we've done really since Curtis came on um, with Cherry Island and Empire Golf about eight years ago, eight, uh, maybe nine years ago with Curtis has been with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, uh, lar- you know, largely because uh, it, it just stays healthier um, in the summer in those hot months. It, it prevents us from having to soak the golf course and everybody, you know, likes a dry golf course. And that's what's been so great about the drought, I think. Mm-hmm. Um in like the Sacramento market and really the golf market in general is you see a lot of customers. Now they may see some dry, dry patches here and there that they haven't seen before, but they're starting to get used to a little more drier conditions and they like it. It's, they didn't think they'd like it, but they liked the ball. Dry is nice, man. It's, it certainly is, you know, if you're going to be on a dry golf course or a wet golf course, I think, well, anybody that chooses a wet golf course, I would, uh, I would question their, uh, their, their cognitive functions. It, it's, uh, well, when, you say, when you say it that way, everyone's going to say dry. But yeah. the problem is, say green or brown, they all want to choose green. Mm-hmm. Well, the two contradictory each other. So, you know, it's it, it's a fine line. And um, we, we always joke that there's nobody who can give you 20 yards faster on your drive than a superintendent. 
you know, I can sit here and tell you a golf club and do a club hitting and give you a lesson. But, hey, my superintendent, he can uh, water a little bit less. You're going to be in 20 yards a whole lot faster. Hell, yeah, man. No, that's uh, that's a great – that's a fantastic point. And it, it's really um, – it, it's a kind of thing where people start to value the aesthetics uh, of a golf course more than the actual playability. And I think it's – like you said, the nice thing about the drought is people have learned to understand that they're not – they're not mutually exclusive, you know, like just because a golf course is brown doesn't mean that it's ugly. And a lot of times it means you're actually going to get a better, you know, per, sometimes more fun golf course where, you know, you're sitting there in the middle of winter and your, your ball's getting 25, 30 yards a roll. That's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not so bad at all. I mean, and that's the thing, even though the Bermuda is kind of uh depth to taking like a little less water, um, mm-hmm. since it is Bermuda, do you, does it stay a little more green than maybe some of the other grass types? Do you think? Oh, in the summer, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but vice versa in the winter. So uh, Bermuda goes very dormant in the winter. Now, yeah. it doesn't die. It's, it's healthy and it's fine. It just goes in the dormant mode. And so it will look very brown in the winter. So in the winter, our, you know, our fairways and stuff, you'll see brown patches. It's not dead grass. It's just the Bermuda taking a nap for the winter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll hey, come back in the summer and it's, it's like the grizzly bear of grass types. You know, it's just resting up so it can be nice and ferocious and healthy in the in the summertime. That's that, that's just fine. Absolutely. That's the, that, that's that's totally cool, man. Um, no, okay, that's great. Now, since I have not actually been up to Cherry Island yet, which uh, is going to be changing very, very soon, because uh, as we talked about, I'm going to be making a little trip up to Sacramento here probably in the next month or so. If I asked you... Spence, is Cherry Island hard? What, what's your answer? Okay, assuming, let's let's say I go up there as a guy, you know, right now, um, even though I got accused of being a sandbagger up abandoned, uh, after <laughs> after my couple low rounds, my handicap dropped by four strokes. So right now I'm playing to a 13. Okay. So as a 13 handicapper, uh, someone who, you know, certainly is going to hit, you know, a handful of errant golf shots, but for the most part, is a decent golfer, you know, for, for a mid-handicapper, someone between a 10 to an 18 handicap, is Cherry somewhere where they can look to go low? Is it somewhere, I mean, it, obviously it all depends on that particular day, but what kind of a golf game will thrive and what kind of a golf game is going to get punished up a Cherry? Absolutely, I can I can answer that pretty easily. I like Definitely, that, okay. They, they, we're a target-style golf course. Okay. So the key to success at Cherry Island is keeping the ball in the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to, you know, we have some ditches and ravines, so you got to carry at times. Now, nothing ever super crazy long, not huge carry. Um, and the golf course isn't very long. I mean, even from the tips, you know, 6,400 yards okay. uh, or so. So we're not a super long course, but you just want to keep the ball in the middle. And you just have to get used to some kind of different style holes, you know. Sure. You don't. It's definitely a course that the more you play it, the more you enjoy it. Um, and also, is playing with someone who's played the course before who can give you a little advice who's going to help you and, and help you enjoy your day out the golf course. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely very, very scorable and you can absolutely go low. However, you can absolutely lose 15 golf balls. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's the, it's the type of golf course that you have a bad day, you start rolling a few shots, you start hitting balls left and right, you can lose, you can lose golf balls. Yeah. Well, if you, you yeah. know just as well as anybody that uh, if there's one club that's going to get like me in trouble, it's my driver. Is, is, it, is it the kind of course where, it be, obviously since it's not a super long golf course, if, if you know, someone's struggling with accuracy with, you know, with their driver, 
put can it they, away. Can can they put it away and still you know flirt you know with, with with putting up a really good golf score? Absolutely. Okay. You can play you can play that golf course with nothing longer than a five wood and score very very well. Okay. I mean that. That's what makes it such a fun golf course. It's a thinking man's golf course. I see. I like thinking when I play golf. E- even though all my friends tell me it's what gets me in a ton of trouble, I like to think. <laughs> even though I'm not well, super good at it, I really, I actually really like it. It's great. You know, and that's, well, then this is a course for you. I, I like mean, it. there's no doubt about it. Is there, is there a hole that stands out as, like, your your favorite, or is there a handful of holes, that you, you know, if someone says, I'll... Oh, is there like a – I hate to use the term signature hole, but in your personal opinion, is there one or two golf holes out there that are just like – that are just ultra buttery that you really, really look forward to playing when you go out there for a round? Yeah, there is. There is. Uh, the – my favorite hole is number 11, which is a challenging golf hole, but uh, it's a little slight dog leg right. you got to go over a ravine, um, and you've got a hazard that – Peels the whole right side of the fairway. Ideal shot is a butter cut, um, and then you got a nice short, short wedge in. Maybe short, not short wedge, but sh- shorter club, short iron, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit elevated green. It's just a beautiful golf hole. You got a great green. Leaves the ball a little short of the cut. Always uphill putt. I like that. Just a cool, just a wonderfully designed golf hole that. You can absolutely make birdie, and you can absolutely make six, and I think that's what makes a great golf hole. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, sounds sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> what, what, now, what about par threes? Is there any par threes that stand out as like, ooh, that's that one's nice? Because oh, par threes like one of those tricky ones where you know um, it makes me happy and sad. Like happy that I'm not having to make these decisions, but sad that I don't get to think about myself because one shot holes, you know. It, to make them to differentiate them from others is a little bit more difficult because you have less shots to play with. But at least at your golf mm-hmm. course, is there any that stand out at, that people should be looking forward to playing and and, and you know um, when, when they get up there to, to visit Cherry Island? Yeah, actually, there's two par threes that I really really love at mm-hmm. Cherry Island. Uh, the first one is the is number four. It's the first par three you show up to. Uh, great little golf hole that you kind of through you have to shoot it through a little shoot of trees. Um, and it's not like tiny or anything. I mean, it's a nice large gap that you're going through trees, but it's just a beautiful It's setting. got the shoot perception, at least, when, when you're coming off the tee. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and you got a, a ravine that you're uh, that you're going over uh, to a very wide green, uh, same same style, uh, front to back is, is uphill. Um, just, just a good, good golf hole. Um, and then you also have number eight, which is just a, a, a picturesque par three, um, with a with a lake in front of you or a pond in front of you, mm-hmm. from the tips is pretty challenging at about 185 yards with um, with a sand tra- trap in the front, like directly in front of the the green. Um, you know the water's not really so much in play unless you kind of roll it off the tee or you know hit something real chunky, but uh, it just adds nice aesthetic to the hole. Um, and that's a tough green, pretty skinny, um, and in uh in height but in width uh very long so you can have a 65 foot putt on that hole but at the same time the front to the back of the green is oh man maybe 45 feet in total so but uh it's 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 a fun little golf hole i like it Um, (laughs) it sounds beautiful and also wholly capable of taking a huge bite out of my ass (laughs) yeah number eight without a doubt 
Are, are, that's no. at following the hardest golf course or hardest golf hole on the course, uh, number seven, which uh, claims many, many lives throughout the day. Well, you know, no, nobody likes a. a Nobody likes a golf hole that claims lives, but in terms of being a difficult golf hole, um, you, you need something. Now, are, are the par threes generally shorter, longer? Are, are they all pretty varied in distance? Um, combination. You know, you have. I mean, that's uh, what I want. Man. I mean, when I when I, if I'm playing four par threes, ideally speaking, I want to be hitting four different clubs. You know, on all the par threes, so that, that, that that's perfect. You play, you play five par threes at Cherry Island, which is great. Five like par threes, five par fives makes the course unique. I like that. Okay, actually, I, I really like that. I think that's now. Is are one of the does it go thirty six thirty six? No, it goes thirty five thirty seven. Okay, got it. No, sorry, thirty seven thirty five. So it's exactly the we, same as Pacific we, Dunes then, because I think Pacific no no Pacific Dunes was thirty seven thirty four. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, that's so 30, that, that's great. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I never quite understand why everybody feels a need to always have it be thirty six, thirty. I, I love playing nine holes where I get you know three cracks at a par five. You know, I mean, that, that, you know, just wanting to make birdie should not be a crime, <laughs> right? No yeah. part of the game. No, that's yeah. awesome. So overall, so it's got five par fives, five par threes, eight par fours. Yes, I like that. See, I, I, I really like that. I, I think. I, I just wish more golf courses had that. It, 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 that's awesome. So, if would you say if you had to pick a nine that was more difficult to play, would it be the front or the back, thirty-seven or thirty-five? You know, that's tough. I think, I think most people. I, I think if you look at pure difficultness, I think the the back in my opinion, is a more difficult set of golf holes. Sure. Well, it sounds However, like you have less strokes to play with on the back nine, too. Yeah. However, with that said, I think more people tend to struggle on the front nine the first few times they play it mm-hmm. because it has... Uh, when Robert Muir Graves designed this golf course, he had a lot of interesting ideas because he had, we we have a lot of, like... You know, with the with the creek running through and with environmental hazards, you had to be creative in the way you designed the course. So the front nine especially has some holes that the first time you play it are just kind of tough to understand. You know, then that's what I meant by thinking man. It's just tough to figure out what you want to do unless you're playing with someone who's, who's taught you how to play the golf course. Um, so I think people's perception is that front nine is, is more difficult at first. But I think in time you realize that you the front nine is actually more scorable sure. than the back nine. The back nine is just is a tough test of golf holes, and um, and it doesn't get any easier with time. You know, where the front nine I think becomes easier with time. Yeah, well that makes perfect sense. Now I'm I'm not sure if you guys have caddy services available at uh, Cherry Island Golf Course, being the you know a, a daily public rate course. But if you hypothetically speaking, if you had caddies. Is that something where they'd be able to impart some, you know, some knowledge to you where maybe you could score on that front nine if you, if you were to sit there and play for the first time? Is, is or is it just something that you have to experience for yourself and, you know, do a little trial and error, make a couple of mistakes to know what you got to do? Um, no, yeah, I mean, caddy would definitely help. Uh, obviously, it's, it's a service here at a public golf course in Sacramento. We just can't offer. It's just, it's just not really in the, in the, uh, 
I, coins. I don't know if you guys would have a ton of demand for caddies. No. But I mean, that, that, unfortunately, that is the case for most public golf courses, just, you know, considering, you know, today more than ever, you know, golfers are price conscious. They're looking for great places to go um, where, you know, they can really stretch their dollar. Caddies don't really fit that bill. Um, but at the very least, I, I mean, just from what I've talked to you and, uh, you know, my experience that I have with you and your staff at Cherry, at least you guys have super competitive golf rates. So at least you got that going for you. Absolutely. And that's something we, we really try to, um, you know, be conscientious of is, is making sure that we're a great bargain, you know, and, um, there's, we want people to come to our golf course and leave and go, man, that was totally worth what I paid today. Yeah. You know, I think we've all had that experience as golfers. Um, some more than others maybe, but where you left the golf course and you had a good time, but you're like, man, was that worse what I paid today? I mean, yeah, I had a great time with my buddies. We had fun, but we probably could have gone to XYZ and had just as much fun and paid a little bit less, yeah. you know? And, and I think that happens. And I never want that on my golf course. I, I want people to, to leave. And, and at, at the worst, say, you know what, that was at least a great value. We had a great time in Cherry Island. The greens were in great shape. I may have gotten my ass kicked, but at least it was a good value. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the people treated me great. Number one, customer service. I want, you know, we try to have a great time as a staff there, and we try to, you know, pass that to our customers. And, we, and, and we're laughing, we're smiling, we're, we're very knowledgeable in golf clubs, we do what we can in the bar to make sure you're having a, a good day if you had a bad day. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's important. And, and that, that's something we preach there. And, and between that and having a good golf course, you know, I, I think we do a pretty, pretty damn good job. No, that's awesome. Well, I guess, since you, since you mentioned the bar, I might as well ask you a couple questions here just, uh, about features of the golf course. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you guys have bar restaurant. Yeah, we do. Um, pretty so, good. Uh, we have, Fantastic food, Saturday, Sundays, and holidays. Really okay. fantastic food. Um, what we do, however, though, Monday through Friday, with the exception of holidays, is we run more of a um, snack shop, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, so we, do, uh, we, we still have the full-service bar, uh, all of our beers and liquors, uh, you know, other beverages. That, 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 that one is crucial. As long as guys, you know... <laughs> Who just came off, you know, you know, putting up a real, real savagely high number. As long as they can get themselves a nice stiff drink afterwards, everything's going to be um, all right. We, we have world class Bloody Marys. So if you like a Bloody Mary, Cherry Island's your place. That is a fantastic attribute to have. As a golf course, you know, people out there early in the morning, having a good Bloody Mary can go a long way. Absolutely. Yeah, but Monday through Friday, we just offer, you know, cold sandwiches, which are very good. But well, I mean, as long as you guys have something with a little bit of substance, you know, whether it's like a sandwich or a hot dog yeah. or something, that's, you know, you, you don't really need exactly. a whole lot else. Dogs, et cetera. And then we go to your more traditional full service food, Saturday, Sunday and holidays, which is, you know, you know, your whole menu, you get the grill going. We got to cook there. We really throwing things up and, and we, we have a fantastic cook. He, he does an amazing job. Um, but unfortunately business is just not, high enough demand where we can offer those things Monday through Friday. Sure, but that's fine. But like you said, for for those golfers that are out there on the weekdays, if they need to get a little bit of food, like you said, they can still get chips, sandwiches, hot dogs, all the good stuff, yeah? Absolutely. Okay, sweet. Awesome. No, that's fantastic. And then uh, in terms of like other amenities, do you guys have like a full, like fully stocked golf shop where like people can buy clubs or is it more so just like a a place just to check in and stuff like that. What, what, what kind of other golf like facility other than the 18 holes of beautiful Robert Muir Graves golf? 
Uh, what what mm-hmm. other kind of golf facilities do you guys have there? I mean, you mentioned the putting green before. Like I'm talking driving range, instruction, yeah. all, all that kind of good stuff. We've got a lot going on for the rest of the facility. Uh, our pro shop is fantastic. We carry all the top clubs in the business. We carry a wide selection of golf balls, tees, gloves. I mean, we really, really have a large pro shop and a great stop. We're not your typical small pro shop with, you know, a few knickknack fangs and maybe a couple pairs of shoes and, mm-hmm. you know, one or two putters. That is not us. We are a fully stocked pro shop. Sweet. It's so like, if somebody's you, thinking about getting like a new set of irons, they could, they could come to your golf shop and you guys would be able to help them pick something out and help, uh, you know, with all that kind of stuff. We would fit them. We have awesome. three, four, four certified fitters at the golf course. Awesome. Don Himmer, my assistant, uh, myself, I'm a Mizuno certified fitter. We have Tim Berg, who uh, used to be the head golf professional um, at Pebble Beach, who resume speaks for himself. If you ever check out the website and go look at Tim Berg, he's our head instructor. The guy has done some unbelievable things, and um, we're extremely lucky to have him. He uh, He's done management of all types of golf courses from, from up in Oregon um, down to Pebble Beach, and now uh, – He's decided, you know, he's tired of uh, of the management side. He's done that long enough, and now he uh, he just does instruction full time. And he's got, oh man, I think he has right now somewhere around ten to fifteen uh, Division One and Division Two college athletes playing. Um, you know, that have taken lessons from him since they were young. Um, and, and he adds more and more every, I mean, obviously some leave and more go in, you know, as they graduate. Sure. It's fantastic. The guy is absolutely amazing, hands down, one of the best instructors I've ever met. So you're uh, telling me to, that if I want to buy some new golf clubs, learn how to use them, practice, play, and just enjoy basically everything that the game of golf has to offer, I can do all of that at just your golf facility. Yes, you can. Okay. Well, you know, so, hey, having a one-stop shop is a pretty pretty sweet deal, man. Now, I, I don't know if I mentioned this before. We keep on saying Sacramento. If people want to come and play Cherry Island, visit the golf shop, and see everything, whereabouts in Sacramento or around Sacramento is Cherry Island located? Like, how, how would you get there if you're coming there from Sacramento? Yeah, so we're about 15 miles north of Sacramento. So if you're, let's say you are in the heart of Sacramento, right in the downtown district by mm-hmm. the Capitol building, the easiest way would be to jump on Highway 5, take it north like you're going to Reading. Um, about three miles before the airport, um, there's the uh, Highway 99 breakoff, which would take you up uh, to wonderful Chico, oh. Chico State. Woo-woo. Beautiful. And, uh, Glorious, <laughs> wonderful Chico State. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Highway 99 for maybe a mile and a half, the second exit is Alberta Road. Uh, get off on that exit, hang a right, um, and you just kind of go down some farm road. You know, we go sh- dead straight. It's a straight road, but you'll see farms on both your left and right-hand side for about five, six miles. Then you first stoplight is Cherry on Golf Course on your right-hand side. I mean, I like that. Um, it's actually a very easy drive from the Sacramento area or anywhere west of us. Very simple. You just got to get on either 5 or 99. Um, if you're coming from the east side of Sacramento, Rockland, Roseville, or the south side of, you know, maybe Folsom and those areas, mm-hmm. 
it, it probably easier to take a business 80 and the antelope road, get yourself to Watt and Watt can take you to Alberta road. Okay. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I, we, we touched on this a little bit before, before we started uh, recording the podcast, but it's, it's kind of sweet. So, I mean, I mean, there's obviously Cherry Island, other golfing available. Sacramento is kind of a sweet, a sneaky, sweet little golf destination. So after, you know, a round of golf at Cherry Island, it's uh, what, what else is there for people, people to do around Sacramento if they wanted to uh, maybe get a couple rounds of golf in and uh, enjoy themselves in between? Absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, Sacramento actually reminds me of um, a little mini Portland. Um, I've uh, spent a lot of time up in Portland. I have family up there, and um, it's obviously not the size of Portland, but it's very similar and and kind of how the city is. You got a river going through it, Sacramento River. Um, you've got a lot of small microbreweries. Um, you've got a lot of good eats in downtown Sacramento, um, and, and a lot of good times. And so it really has that feel. Um, and then as for golf courses, yeah, we're we're loaded. We're lucky. Yeah. Uh, it's great to be a golfer. It's tough to be an operator. I'm in the tough position, but well, see, uh, okay. No, but, I guess that's uh, that's one question because it's not very often we get a chance to actually have like a like a GM on. You know, I feel like a lot yeah. of people. You know, a lot of golfers are like, oh man, I'd love to, I'd love to work at a golf course. I'd love to be a GM. It's like. But I don't think people understand that if you're a GM at a golf course, I don't think you actually get to play a ton of golf. Is 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 my suspicion correct? Uh, more than correct. Uh, That's a huge problem. Very, um, these days, it's uh, <laughs> it's tough. You love the game. You you, you get into it uh, because you love it, and uh, it's hard. It's um, the golf industry, at least, well, in general, actually nationwide, but especially in Sacramento, which is one of the uh, more populated markets um, is very tough, you know, and uh, a lot of us GMs these days, our roles are more expanded than ever, um, you know, and, and that leads to, to tough hours and not as much golf as we'd like, but, you know, I, I do get to go to a golf course every day. I, I, I really cannot complain. Yeah, uh, It's fantastic. But, yeah, uh, since uh, you and I, Kyle, were up in uh, Band and Dudes in – November, early December, I have not picked up a uh, a golf club other than, you know, showing some customers some things here and there. I have not Still. played around the golf. Oh no, dude. That that that's even more of an excuse for me to come up there. We got we gotta Well, I mean like you said, I think you don't necessarily have to be in the golf industry to understand this, but if you're at a golf course working five or six days a week, do you really want yeah. to go to a golf course on your day off? Sometimes yes, but you know it, it would be. It's perfectly understandable to say, well, maybe I'll take one day away from the golf course. Yeah, it. it you know that's kind of how it is, and yeah. and I will say, I do play. Um, fortunately, golf is a small enough industry. We're lucky enough to. Uh, we all take care of each other, and we all understand the grind. So when I when I do need to play, I, um, you know, I'm lucky enough to be able to play in, in a lot of other golf courses in this area. Um, you know and. And, and go go enjoy golf somewhere else because let me tell you playing at your own own golf course sometimes is tough because um, you're never fully away and you see little things whether it's on the golf course or in the golf shop or you know in, in the even jumping in a clean golf cart to uh, to go on a ride and um, you know you see one speck of dust and um, you know it's it, it, it maybe it's a perfectionist thing but it it can be tough to enjoy your own golf course at times. Yeah, I, I could totally understand. And also, I mean, that's the thing is like you, the idea of a private club is pretty cool, and that you got a place to go back to. But if you're like a, a golfer, you want diversity, man. I mean, the, the part of the you know one of the coolest things, in my opinion, about golf is that 
you know, unlike baseball or football, you know, your field of play is different everywhere that you go. I mean, you're not playing against somebody else. You're playing against the field. And the field at each place changes. So why wouldn't you want to experience as many versions and as many variations as possible? And you know what? And that's why Sacramento is a great place to come golf. Because you can do that, and you can do it all within 100 miles from end to end and play fantastic golf courses up and down. I mean, we have Cherry Island. You've got Ansel Hoffman and Carmichael. Fantastic traditional style golf course unbelievable just a beautiful golf course in the american river parkway mm-hmm. you auburn valley golf course up in in auburn um you know very another older golf course small target greens just fun ups and downs all all around you know you got dark horse you know arguably the um most challenging and, and best rated golf course in northern california mm-hmm. you know north of the monterey area definitely in the sacramento region and i'm pretty sure it hits the top 10 list every year in california um hidden gem up there in auburn i mean we're so so lucky uh to be in sacramento and, and be a golfer it's it's a great place to be well i'm gonna get a head start and start uh planning my sacramento golf vacation before anybody else can so i can get all this nice uh Lush prime tea times before anybody else gets a chance to get up there. <laughs> now, if, uh, if anybody is planning on making a trip up to SAC uh, to play a little golf and hang out, um, do you guys have any events or anything that you want to let people know about that's going on at Cherry Island they might want to take note of, like tournaments or any kind of special uh, things you guys got going on up there? You know, we do run special events um, time and again. We uh, I don't have anything planned yet for 2016. We're kind of in the off season where we start looking into those things. Uh, we do run skin games a lot on Sundays, as well as Thursday evenings uh, when the days get longer in the summer. Um, but you can always go to our website, www.golfcherryisland.com. Uh, that's where you can find out the most information and up-to-date information about uh, what's going on at the island. I like that. That's awesome. And if you want to book a tea time, what's uh, can they do it online? Do they give you guys a call? What's uh, What works best for you guys? Always book online. You can always save rates, and this is my or save money uh, and get the best rates online. This is my recommendation for for any golf course. Um, you know, I know Golf Now. Uh, is, you know, is an online service, and a lot of people go to it to uh, to look. Um, but I always recommend. You know, uh, you know, you know. It's nice to look there, but you know, look other places. Do a little shopping. Golf courses websites, or there's other deals out there. Golf Guide. GolfGuide.net. Um, Beautifully right? wonderful deals all over the West Coast, and Cherry Island included. Exactly. You know, those, those are the type of websites where you really get the best deals. Uh, Golf Now, in my opinion, is, you know, they're a stronghold, and, and, and they do a lot of good things. But I think there's other avenues out there where customers can save more and, and really help out the golf courses more. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what's so great about it. No, that's awesome. I mean, like I said, man, there's never – there has never been a better time to be a golfer, especially, and there's never been a better time to be a golfer where you're not a, you know, an aristocrat, you know, where you know, if not having a huge six figure income does not prohibit you from playing a ton of great golf in 2016. It's, it's, it's a beautiful time to be alive, man. Without a doubt. You know, I, uh, I read an article recently and it, it was kind of, a. Uh, uh, an article about uh, actually, you may have sent me this article, and, and I'm stealing your thunder here. Please don't. But, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but it talked about the value of golf, and and it was an article about a guy who 
went and played Pebble Beach and, you know, cost him 400 some odd dollars. And people were saying, how could you do that? So much money, yada, yada, yada. And obviously in, 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 the, in the scheme of golf, especially in the Sacramento market, that is a lot of money as you can play a lot of golf courses for less than that. However, mm-hmm. he said, no, everyone's giving me a hard time. But uh, imagine taking your family to a San Francisco Giants game. Go Giants. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But take your family afford to a Giants game, buy a couple hot dogs, buy a soda, have a beer or two, you know, maybe get a hotel, gas in and out, pay your toll bridge, come back home. Guess what? You're spending five, six hundred bucks easy. <laughs> right now, you're spending a G. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so people just have to look at it in perception and, and just, yeah, you're right. And that that's fun and that's great and and you know absolutely I'm obviously I'm a huge baseball fan and I know you are as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of great activities out there and and golf is not as as expensive as people think anymore. Totally, you know, you can get a set of golf clubs and yeah, it may cost you a little bit of investment, but if you do it right, if you go to a golf course, if you get fitted by a golf professional, whether it's at Cherry Island or somewhere else. Go get fitted. Go do it correct. Don't buy something off the wall, please. And <laughs> it'll last you 10, 12, 14 years. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. 100%. And gonna, man. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And you're going to play a ton of golf. And at the end of, the, at the end of it, it's not going to be as expensive as you think. And if you think getting your kids in the game, which is the future of this game, do it. It's not that expensive. There are so many great deals out there. Youth on course in the Sacramento area, kids get to play for $5. Yeah, man. I mean, especially if, if you're a youth, if you're a kid, oh, man. Just because you were just telling me, you know, if, if you're youth, high school kids are going out to play for free. Um, I mean, people want kids to play golf, and they were giving them every incentive to do it. And, yeah, man, it, it, it's like I said, it's, it's a beautiful time to, you know, to be a golfer, to be on the golf course. Um, and it, thankfully, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's general managers and, uh, staff at other golf courses like yourself that are um, making it easier to play than ever, man, which is which is really fantastic. Absolutely. Oh, so good. Awesome. Oh, awesome, man. Well, Spence, before uh, before we bring the podcast to a close, anything else that you want to pitch or anything else from uh, from Cherry Island that we should know about? I don't think so. You know, I think we covered it all, and I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Spence, you're a beautiful human. You too, Mr. Starlow. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks again for listening, everybody. This episode was brought to you by GolfGuide.net. To save 30 to 70% on your next round of golf, visit GolfGuide.net. Go to the store and save some cash. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.